Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. Welcome back to all of you who are regular listeners. And if you're new here, this is the podcast where we talk about building a better kind of online business. As we say in the introduction, one with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Today's episode is sponsored by two of my very own marketing resources, the Digital Strategist Newsletter and the One to Many System. The Digital Strategist Newsletter is my monthly newsletter. I just released the April edition just a few days ago. I release it at the end of every month, usually on the 23rd or the 24th. No specific reason why I started out that way back in January of, I believe it was 2022, and I just kept going that way. It's absolutely free, and I designed it to hopefully give you some insights that can help you think through your own processes and your own marketing strategies and options. So if you haven't signed up for that yet, it's available at jimsnewsletter.com. That's jimsnewsletter.com, and the back issues are available there as well if you want to browse through those. And also, today's episode is brought to you by the One to Many system. This is my complete marketing and sales system. And this program is designed to remove the guesswork and confusion that comes with building a successful website and marketing strategy. Once you learn and understand how the framework works, how the pieces fit together, then you can use that exact framework or you can interchange pieces with other options, one that ones that are possibly better suited for your personality type or your skill set or your experience. But the bottom line is once you know how the framework works and where the pieces go, you can apply it to your existing projects, future projects, client projects, and so on. So that's available at one-to-many-system.com. If you haven't gone there and listened to the webinar, go ahead and check that out. Today I want to talk about the building a personal brand process. I want to talk about the different types of personalities that have been identified over the years. Building a personal brand is not a new topic by any stretch of the imagination. It's been around a long time. If we really look at it at an organic level, we're all personal brands in the business world, whether we think of ourselves as that or not. People see us, they identify us, they remember us by certain personality traits that we have. Some people are very relaxed and laid back and nothing really seems to bother them and they clearly think their way through things. But oftentimes it seems that we are attracted to people that have, let's say, positive personality traits that we lack. And so we try to be more like the people that we want to be like. When you look at this topic of building a personal brand, it does seem to be a challenging task, but I believe that with the right approach, anybody can create a brand that will stand out in their marketplace. And in case you're wondering, yes, you can build a brand while remaining authentic. You don't have to become someone else. You don't have to become someone different. Now, I understand that if you're an actor, of course, you make your living by becoming someone else, by being something that you're not. But if you're not an actor, if you're just a regular, average, everyday type of person, you can build a brand that doesn't involve having to play a role like someone would in a show or a movie. You can still be yourself and you can succeed by being yourself. 
Your personal brand can help you connect with a ever-growing group of customers, subscribers, clients, followers, whatever, while you're remaining authentically who you are. Now, by establishing your credibility, by showcasing your unique talents, you can create a lasting impression on your audience. But oftentimes, we don't start out with that type of confidence. We know we have maybe a standout trait here or there, but we really don't see the full package put together. Most of the time, we just start out using what we have and we get more as we make the journey. Sometimes I think about all of the talent shows that I've seen over the years and how someone unexpected comes onto the stage. What I mean by unexpected, they don't look the part, they don't dress the part, then all of a sudden they have an incredible singing voice or they have some kind of incredible talent and it just takes the audience completely by surprise. And in a way, that is a picture of what it's like to build a brand over time. Most of these people had been performing in obscurity, I guess you would say, most of their lives, and they finally got a chance to step onto a big stage in front of a big audience. And in a way, I think that is the journey that we see happening online when people build their brands that come out of nowhere. Maybe people do know who they are, but it's just a smaller audience. And then suddenly they have the opportunity to stand out in a crowded place and they become recognized for whatever it is that they know, whatever it is that they do, whatever it is that they represent. Their thoughts become valued suddenly where in the past nobody really was concerned about what they thought about much of anything. But what I want to do today is I want to talk about the different personal brand styles that go with different types of personalities. And I think that as a starting point, sometimes even as a rebooting point, you can find a personal style that aligns with your personality, that aligns with your values. And by doing so, you can create a brand that is uniquely yours and a brand that resonates with your target audience. Now remember, building a personal brand is a journey. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes some commitment. But with the right, I guess, mindset, by looking at it a certain way, with some strategies very simple in place, you can build a personal brand that will help you achieve your business goals and stand out in your industry. I mean, think about the online world, social media, where we've been over the past several years. Individuals stand out online. And by taking certain steps, you can do what others have done before you if you haven't done this yet. Most of you already have a personal brand, but if you're interested in taking it to the next level, I think that what I'll be sharing with you today can help you. I'm going to talk about some of the things also that hold people back and what to do about those things. So let's just jump right into this. I think what you have to do, and maybe every so often, you sit down and you take an inventory of your life. Who are you today? Not who were you in the past. One of the things about the past is that maybe you've known people your entire life. And when you're with them, you're the person you were in the past, not really the person you are today. Because that's who they expect you to be. They don't expect to see you transform into this whoever it is that you're becoming. But we're all on a journey and we're all growing, hopefully. But everything starts by taking an inventory of what your unique strengths are right now. What are your values? What are your personality traits? So whether you think of yourself as, now I didn't create these labels, these labels have been around a long time, but I decided just to jot them down so that I could talk about them both together and individually. 
Maybe you see yourself as an expert or an influencer or an entertainer. There's the thought leader, the coach, the activist, the creator, the adventurer, the innovator, the empath. These are labels that have been used time and time again to describe individuals or personal brands. Most of the time, people are not one thing. They're a combination of more than one. And when you look at these different personality types, there is a style that will work better for you. It may be 50 of one thing and 50 or another, or 60 of one thing and 40 of another. But I'm going to touch on these different things. We're going to look at them. There's a dozen of them. Well, let's start with the expert, for example. The expert is someone who is highly knowledgeable and skilled in a specific area of expertise. Maybe that's you. And their personal brand revolves around their expertise and their ability to provide valuable insights and solutions to problems. The expert brand may focus on things like um, in the online world, creating content like books, courses. They may have consulting services that showcase their knowledge and their skills. We can look at a few examples that come to mind. Uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, the, the four hour work week. He's known as a productivity expert. Tony Robbins has been around forever, known as a personal development expert. Next we have, I don't want to spend too much time on each of these, but the influencer. The influencer is someone that has a large following on social media, could be on several platforms or maybe just one. They're known for their ability to persuade and influence others. And their personal brand revolves around their, their social media presence and their ability to promote products and services to their followers. The influencer personal brand may focus on creating sponsored posts, affiliate marketing. They may do uh, brand collaborations that showcase their influence and reach. One person that comes immediately to mind is Kylie Jenner. I don't even know how old she is. She's in her 20s, I think, but she was a, a reality star first and then a social media influencer. And she's very young and she's worth, I don't know how many billions of, of dollars right now. Just has a humongous social media following with her generation. There's um, an Italian, I think she was a, either a model originally or she was in the fashion industry, still is, uh, Chiara, Chiara Faragni. She was a um, entrepreneur in Italy and I just saw an article about her the other day. I'm sorry, I should have wrote down more about her. But anyway, those are two like high-end examples, but there's also tons of micro-influencers out there, people that have several thousand followers, but they have quite a few, quite a bit of influence with the group that they're connected with. So you can look at a high-level influencer, I guess, micro-influencers, influencers somewhere in between the two. There's the entertainer. This is the kind of person that has the high energy. They have the ability to entertain and captivate their audiences. There's the thought leader. This is the person that's known for their original ideas and unique insights into specific topics. And they can shape opinions. They also have the ability to influence. There's the coach. That's someone who's known for their ability to guide and support others as they achieve their goals. And their personal brand revolves more around their coaching and mentoring skills and their ability to inspire and motivate others. There's the activist. There's a lot of negative that comes with being an activist because whatever you're an activist for, oftentimes there's people who feel just as strongly against what you're supporting as not. But on the other side, advocacy also works with activism. I have a friend that is huge in this as a personal brand, as an advocate or having activism in her niche. <clears throat> and she is in the uh, road safety niche, which some of you may hear and think, 
what what is what does that have to do with marketing or influencing well there is a, a huge group of people out there who are advocates for traffic safety and she got involved because her husband was killed and when someone ran a red light about a week or so before their daughter was born and of course the shock of that transformed her life and so she became an advocate for road and highway safety which led her from the local stage to the national stage and now she's on the international stage and she's a client of mine and she's very passionate about uh, road safety and technology helping to make driving safer technologies such as well some of the more recent things that came out is the ability for cars to put on the brakes if you're if you're getting close too close to the car in front of you automatic braking systems, just different things like that to help save lives. Okay, moving on, there's the creator. This is the kind of person that's known for their creativity, their ability to produce original um, content, original photography, video, graphic design, all of those things. The creator brand may focus on creating content such as literature, art, music, even YouTube videos to showcase their creativity. <clears throat> There's the innovator, someone known for their ability to come up with groundbreaking ideas that disrupt the status quo. And their personal brand revolves around their innovative mindset and their ability to solve complex problems, sometimes on a really high level. The innovator personal brand may focus on creating things such as patents or prototypes, startup ventures. Uh, one example that comes to mind would be Elon Musk, someone who started out, I believe his first big venture was PayPal. And of course, you're all familiar with all the things that he's done since that time. Uh, the empath is another one. The empath is somebody who is highly sensitive to the emotions and experiences of others around them and is known for their ability to connect with people on a very deep level. They can lift others. They can inspire others. These types of people may create content around things like um, coaching or counseling self-help writers. Uh, next, we have the Maverick. This is someone known for their independent thinking and their unconventional approach to life and work. And their brand revolves around you know, non-conformity and the ability to challenge the status quo with whatever it is that they're doing. Richard Branson was a good example of this. I guess he still is when you think about all of the things that he's done in the business world. And then we have the visionary, and this is someone who's known for their ability to see the big picture and to envision a better future. The visionary personal brand may focus on creating uh, presentations and thought leadership articles, and, and they build things that, had it not been for their specific kind of personality type or brand, probably never would have been built. I guess a good example of this would be two that come to mind, Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of, uh, I don't know if he's still the CEO or not, of Amazon, and Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba. And those are two examples of people that had tremendous vision. Uh, the philosopher is another one. I think that's the last one that I have here. The philosopher is someone who's known for their deep thinking and their intellectual pursuits. And their brand revolves around their insights and their ability to make complex ideas accessible and understandable to the average person. The philosopher personal brand may focus on, uh, and a lot of these are all creators too. That's one thing that you need to understand. 
They're all book writers. They're all lecturers. They're all um, the people that present what it is they have to the masses, to their marketplace, to people that have interest in those topics. So these are just some examples of the different types of personal brands that can exist out there. But regardless of which type or which combination of types that you identify with, consciously building a personal brand that reflects your unique strengths and values will undoubtedly help you establish yourself as a leader eventually in your field. You'll be seen as a leader even if it takes you know quite a while to, to get there. Maybe you have a lot of competition. I don't know which niche that you're in, but... You know, the other thing you have to remember, too, is that the personal brand, the pluses that go with it, it's good to be aware of the minuses. And these are some of the things that keep people from moving forward. But personal brands often, uh, they get strong reactions from people, not just favorable, but also unfavorable. Because when you're in the spotlight, when you're visible, there's pluses and minuses that go with that. And I believe that you have to be okay with the negatives, just, of course, you're okay with the positives, which is obvious, but you have to be okay with the negatives because people think the average person would say, if you ask them, do you care what people think about you? The average person would say, no, I don't. But the truth is, more often than not, we do. It takes time getting used to not being liked. It really does. But having people that are for you will counterbalance that or outweigh it to the degree that you can continue to build that brand with confidence. I hope that makes sense. I know that for many different reasons, some people will be jealous when you start to attract more attention than they're attracting. And they may lie about you and your products and your services or your company or your business. You have to be aware of that on the front end. If not, things like that can blindside you. They can make you mad. They can make you not want to continue doing what you're doing. But why are you building your personal brand? At the end of the day, you're building it not just for yourself, but for the people around you, your loved ones, your family. Everyone benefits from you being successful that you care about, the people around you. And so is it worth going through this place where some people aren't going to like you? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just part of the maturing process, I think, that every successful entrepreneur has to face and has to go through. I know during the times of my business growth throughout my life, there were certain times where even the people close to me said things behind my back. And when I found out those things, it made me not want to be connected with anyone. Sometimes we overreact to not being liked. And so I too had to find the balance and I had to realize why am I doing what I'm doing? I'm doing it for myself. <clears throat> I'm doing it for the keep the people I care about. I'm doing it for the people that and, and this is the way I look at us as individuals in the business world. You and I are the solution to other people's problems. Think about that for a minute. You and I are the solution to other people's problems. And that's where you bring value into the world. Now, you may have the skills and the ability to help other people, to make a difference in their lives, but you're not going to do it if you remain invisible, and the more visible you become and the more experience you get, the more lives you can touch, the more lives you can transform. So it's not just building a business that you're doing. It's building a life. It's fulfilling a purpose. It's fulfilling a calling, if you will. Now, 
let's just back up for a minute. Okay, we know that there's pluses and minuses. We know there's different personality types. When you get right down to it, you have to create your own blueprint. I can give you my blueprint. My blueprint is more focused on the technical side of what pieces you need to have in place. But the flavor, if you will, of the final product should be unique to you. You shouldn't be wanting to be like me or like anyone else or like the people that you look up to the most. I remember years ago hearing interviews with famous musicians and they were young at the time and they were talking about the people that influenced them the most. And what was interesting was not a single one of them said that the person that influenced them when they told me when they revealed who they were, those people didn't even create the same type of music. And I was amazed. You had all these influences, but your sound is completely unique to you. There's barely any of that other person who influenced you in there. Now, I'm not a musician, so a musician would say, well, yeah, I can hear a little bit of this person here and a little bit of that person there. But the bottom line was they were inspired by what others had achieved. They learned the principles in the world in the as a musician and they develop their own style and so yeah the blueprint is the journey it's the map but what you experience on the journey is going to look different because you're making your journey in a different time a different place you get what i'm talking about people have been traveling from where i come from new jersey to florida for years but the journey looks different now in 2023 than it did when i took it when i moved here for good back in 1993 and so the same thing is going to be true as you create your blueprint, as you follow your unique path. So step number one, if we want to talk about how you're going to draw this out for yourself, how you're going to have your own strategy, is you have to identify your type. You have to identify what type of personal brand resonates with you the most based on your own personality, your strengths, and your interests. So if I was looking at these different types for the first time, I could see myself I could, I could see a little bit of myself in all of these. Well, not all of them, but most of them. I don't really see myself as an uh, activist, for example. Uh, a maverick, a tiny bit. Uh, a philosopher, yeah, I see, <laughs> see a lot of that in me. But I would, I would pick maybe three. I wouldn't pick more than three. And maybe I would divide up uh, between those three. If I took 100% of my personality, maybe I could divide it up between three. Maybe something like, um, I don't know, like 50, 30, 20, or something like that. Next, after you know what type you are, and sometimes you know what type you are by knowing who you aren't. Next, you define your purpose. Once you've identified what type of brand that you resonate with, then you have to define your purpose from there, and you have to ask yourself, what do I want to achieve with my personal brand? If I look at my personal brand today, now maybe some of you want to achieve the same thing that I want to achieve. And so maybe that's why you relate to me. Maybe that's why you listen to this podcast. I don't know. It's possible. I know I listen to other people. I listen to their podcasts. They have nothing to do with marketing. Most of it has to do with just, just different life topics and things like that. Things that I'm interested in outside of business and marketing. And... When I listen to them talk, I know that I connect with certain people because their personality resonates a little bit more with me. But in my mind, I wanted to be able to help people simplify their lives, simplify their businesses, 
and be able to solve some of their more complex issues and problems with a simpler approach. Wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I wanted to help to take them from where they don't want to be to where they want to be and solve the problems that are involved in getting them there. Wanted to make a difference in people's lives. And that was the underlying purpose in all of the technical skills that I was developing over time. I wanted to develop real connections with people. I wanted them to, I, I like knowing people, talking to them. I like talking to the people who subscribe to my newsletter. When they email me, I always email people back. It doesn't take me forever. And uh, I guess if I was getting a million emails a day, I wouldn't be doing that, but I'm not. So I take the time to respond when people talk to me because that's part of what motivates me is knowing that I'm able to make a difference in someone else's life. So what, what is it that you really want to do? What types of individuals do you want to help? So you want to write down your purpose in a clear, concise statement. If you've never done that before, write down what's your purpose in business in a clear, concise statement. Maybe this changes a little bit from year to year. Maybe you add something in there. Maybe you give it even greater clarity over time. Next after that, step three would be to identify your audience. By the way, I'm going to write all of this out in a blog post. I'm not going to be able to transcribe it probably, but I'm going to write it all out in a blog post. I'll post it within the next seven days on my website, jimgalliano.com uh, forward slash blog probably. Yeah, that, it'll be under there. You can check it out. Um, step three would be to identify your audience, right? Who's your target audience? Who are the people you want to reach with your personal brand? What are their needs? What are their interests? What are their pain points? Now, we can talk about niching down and getting ultra-focused, or we could talk about some of the uh, approaches that some of the thought leaders and innovators have taken over the years to reach huge markets of people. Because sometimes people who are in their 20s to their 70s all have the same types of problems that they are looking for help with. And if it's the problem that is the key to your audience, then your audience, if you put them all in one room, they're going to all look very different. Whereas oftentimes niche marketing is taught where you know, you're dealing with someone in a specific age group who has a certain number of kids and you know, a certain income. So there are more than one ways to identify your audience. And some of the, the easiest ways to tell is if you're not getting a response from your intended audience. Who you're speaking to and who's listening, there may be a disconnect there. So that may mean going back to what it is that your purpose is and getting perhaps a bit clearer on that so that the content that you create and the words that you say begin to resonate with more people than they're currently resonating with, which brings us to step four, develop your voice. Your voice is the way you communicate your personal brand, it's the way you communicate to your audience. It should be consistent across all your communication channels, whether we're talking about Facebook and Twitter or YouTube or your newsletter or your podcast or your videos. You need to develop a tone of voice that resonates with your target audience and that aligns with you as an individual, your, perp your personal brand purpose. And to me, this took some time. This took some time because the clarity that I have today and the clarity that I had even five years ago, if I put the two together, uh, it, it, they don't really, they look much different. 
So the clarity that I have today, the way the markets change those things, my voice has changed over time, at least how I view it. And I recognize what what I'm saying and why I'm saying it. The purpose behind it is has there's greater clarity now. It may not sound like it, by the way. I'm stumbling over my words right now, but I have greater clarity now, greater confidence in my voice than I did when I first got started, even with podcasting. Next, create your content strategy. Right? You know who your audience is, you're confident in your voice, what you're what you're gonna talk about, what resonates with other people. The content strategy is the plan for creating and sharing content that supports all the above. Your personal brand, your purpose, your target audience. You want to develop a list of topics that align with all the above, topics that are relevant to your audience today. And then you want to determine which content formats work best for your personal brand. And then from there, you develop a content calendar to stay organized and consistent. This is one of the reasons why this is going to be as a blog post, I think, because talking about this in a 30-minute podcast. And by the way, there's a reason why this is a 30-minute podcast. I think I'm going to go over today um, and not an hour one was because I recognize the changes in the time that my audience was better suited for a shorter podcast than a longer one. I know there's times where going over isn't a big deal, but I try and keep it within this certain amount of time. Uh, step six, of course, is always going to be building that online presence, using that content, building out if you're going to be blogging or creating videos or whatever you're doing. From there, you have to monitor and adjust, which is the seventh and the final step. And that's where the rubber really meets the road because you're continuously refining your personal brand to ensure that you're aligning with your purposes, with your how it resonates with your audience, you're improving it, you're just whittling away, you're sharpening everything, and then you're tracking that engagement. Now I use technical tools to do this. I also use other things that aren't quite as technical, like just talking to people out there in the real world. All right, let's switch gears and talk about the challenges that you'll face. There are six major challenges that most people face. Sometimes you face all of them. I faced every single one of these. And so don't be discouraged. Just use these challenges as opportunities to grow and to refine whatever it is that you're doing. The first challenge, big one, lack of clarity. It can be challenging to define your personal brand if you're not clear on what your purpose is, on who your target audience is, or what makes you unique. That's why I say again, it's a journey. And sometimes it's more of a journey of self-discovery than you might think. Now, to overcome this kind of challenge, you have to take the time to reflect on your values, your strengths, and your interests. And I have to say that every time I've done this, my level of satisfaction has not been exactly 100%. In other words, when I recognize what my values are, in my opinion, what my strengths are, in my opinion, and where my interests align. Am I completely happy with the sum of all those things? Absolutely not. I have never been 100% satisfied. I've always wished I had more of this or less of that. But having recognized those things, then think about your target audience and how you can get a better understanding of how you can apply those things that you have in yourself to their existing needs, to their wants, to their preferences, and then from there, you begin to refine your personal brand over time as you grow and you get more insights and you get feedback from the people you're trying to connect with. Next, number two, 
from the lack of clarity goes inconsistency. Inconsistency can damage your personal brand. It can confuse your audience. It can dilute your message. I've seen people hop from thing to thing to thing, and there's nothing wrong with changing what you're doing, changing your messaging, tweaking things, but there's a difference between that as far as growth goes and just being inconsistent where you start doing something and then you don't do it anymore because you run out of time. And usually that happens when you don't count the cost of what it is that you're going to do before you do it. And this is something that really held me back over the years here and there more than I'd like to admit because of that not being able to figure out, can I maintain whatever it is that I'm doing over the long haul? And if the answer isn't a clear yes, then don't even start it. Figure out how you can do it. For example, blogging was one of those things I started and then I fell off the wagon with. I was inconsistent with it. I did a lot of test case, but in the earlier days, I was more consistent with it. And that the inconsistency was a result of a lack of clarity as my marketplace began to change. So I had to go back, regain the clarity to be able to get, regain the consistency because inconsistency is a killer. I've seen so many people start out in blogging or video making and the information is good, it's entertaining, it's informative, it's all the things that you want good content to be and then suddenly nothing or two or three months and nothing. And what happens when you do that? People move on. Next is competition. It can be challenging to stand out in a crowded market. That's obvious. But especially if there's other personal brands that have a similar focus to your own. To overcome this challenge, you have to focus on what makes you different from them. Yeah, you may be all promoting the same basic concept, but where, where are the differentiators? You have to emphasize those things in how you speak, in what you write, in the videos that you create, in the postings that you make on social media. Don't be afraid to be different. In our society today, people promote, I know today it's being different is kind of considered in, but it's really not. What I mean is that people gather together in groups because there's strengths in numbers. And so it's easy to say that you're different if you have 20 people around you who also identify as being different, right? We're all different. But the point is when you're isolated and you're different, you don't have that support group around you. That's what I'm talking about. So when it comes to competition, it's what makes you different, truly different, that's going to help you stand out, not what makes you the same. So you have to emphasize the unique combination of things that you have and these things may not seem like they're, you know, oh, it's not that, I'm not that much different. But some of the things that you take for granted, the family that you grew up in makes you unique. The time or the era that you grew up in makes you unique. Certain experiences, both positive and negative, make you unique. Some of those experiences can be translated into stories which fit into your brand. And that's what makes people truly compelling in the online world today. There's a million and one people talking about internet marketing. There's like a million and one people talking about health and fitness. There's a million and one people talking about building a business on this platform or that platform. And so you see, it's not what makes you the same, it's what makes you different. And when you can't find something different in the surface things that are connected to you, then you have to go a little bit deeper. And personality is usually where those differentiators can be found. I watch this girl's video channel. She's in her 20s. 
I think she's about 27. And the topics that she talks about, she lives kind of like out in the wilderness and she's newly married and she's in a different stage in life. But she talks about her struggles, what it's like living in the wilderness. And I find her content fascinating. And obviously I'm not alone because I think she has close to a million people watching her videos now. She's very much into arts and crafts. And you see like different animals, like there's a rabbit and a dog. And it's so far from what my daily life is like. Maybe that's the reason why I find it attractive because it's almost like listening to her content is like being on a vacation from the everyday norms, at least my everyday norms. So you can create high value, high quality, engaging content that resonates with the needs and preferences of your audience. Sometimes you just have to dig a little bit to figure out how to do that. Next are time constraints. Building a personal brand, it does require some time and effort. And that can be challenging because we all have other commitments. Maybe you have a full-time job or you have extra family responsibilities. To overcome this challenge, you have to develop a realistic schedule. That's why I'm talking about counting the cost so that you can stay consistent and you have to prioritize those personal brand activities or else they're just not going to get done. So set a specific time aside maybe every week to work on building your personal brand because remember, the more visibility you have, not only the more will your business benefit from it, but the affiliate programs that you may want to promote will suddenly, you'll have more sales, more activity, more of all of the things that you're looking for, the more visible you become. Uh, two more things, fear of criticism and limited resources. Fear of criticism, sharing your personal brand. Yes, it can be intimidating, especially if you've never really gone all out. A lot of times people go part of the way. They don't really put the pedals to the metal, so to speak, because they're, they're affected by criticism. They're affected by negative feedback. But look at the world that we're living in. Do you really think that you're going to get through it? and avoid criticism and negative feedback, forget about it. You have to move to another world to do that. So to overcome this challenge, focus on providing your audience the type of content, the type of information, the type of things that align with your purpose. Stay true to your own values. Stay true to your own voice, even if you're criticized for it, and then use feedback as an opportunity to improve your brand over time, learn how to not take everything so personally. And finally, limited resources. Building a personal brand can require resources like time, money, expertise, but to overcome those challenges, again, you have to prioritize your activities, focus on areas where you can make the most impact, use low-cost tools if you need to, or free content creation tools if you need to to get started. You can always improve later on. You don't have to start all the way with the at the top using the most popular tools, having all of these expensive subscriptions. You look at some of the top people out there today in any niche, and if you hear their origin stories, they all started basically the same way. They were beginners at one time. They didn't have the best, most expensive equipment. They didn't have all of that, but they continued to grow and improve as they went along. But just by being aware of these challenges, it can help you be prepared for them when some of these things come your way. So let me just conclude by saying that building a personal brand, I believe today, is 
an essential aspect of what successful business looks like in a competitive business world. And that by identifying the personal style, the personal brand style that aligns most with you, your values, and so on, you can create a brand that will resonate with your target audience and help you grow and achieve all of your business goals, maybe even above and beyond what you think is possible right now. It's definitely a journey. It's not a destination. It does take time and effort and commitment. But I really believe that the time is going to pass anyway. So why not spend it doing something that's going to make a difference over the long term? Okay, I think that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I went a little bit over as far as time goes. But if you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, wherever you are. Or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes can be found there as well. As always, your sharing of this podcast is greatly appreciated. It helps me reach people that would otherwise be very difficult to reach. So thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later. 